What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Everyday Struggle Podcast. Nadeska here, running through the week in hip-hop with my guys DJ Academics and Wayno. Now, we went into last weekend looking forward to a new collab from Takashi 69 and Nicki Minaj, and although Fifi did drop as promised, it was overshadowed by news that the rapper was kidnapped and robbed at gunpoint in Brooklyn on the same day. The timing definitely made some people wonder if this was just another publicity stunt. What really went down, Academics? Talk to Is us. this real? People I think it's know. a publicity like, stunt. This seems this, this seems like a lot. No, no, no. To well, be a stunt. It, no, no, no. I think something happened, honestly. But uh, I don't know exactly what happened. This whole story is like a clusterfuck of like, okay, I, I'm following, but what? Right. You know what I mean? But but, but you know what I mean. A lot of these situations kind of are, and the only thing that kind of made sense was an inside job, right? But Excuse if we look at this situation, we look at other situations reported before, like the Rich the Kid situation. Mm-hmm. Like that story made sense up to, to a point when you're go, when you're like scouring through the details. Like for example, the Rich the Kid situation was like, yeah, they broke into the crib, but there's like a you need a security code to even get it on the property. Mm-hmm. So how did they? You know what I mean? So a lot of things you you start wondering. But even with this, I was following it for a little while, like in terms of like, okay, so you're getting home at 4 a.m. and People block you in and just grab you and threw in the car. But then you hear the reports of what supposedly happened. I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. I was thinking about like a movie like Taken or something oh like that. God. I'm starting to make light of a very Wait, no, When you saw this, did you... I know some people are saying because he had the collab with Nicki Drop, they think it's a publicity stunt. We're not saying that. I didn't, but you seem... I didn't... Well, at first, I didn't think it was real. Okay. Well, at first, I didn't, I didn't think it was real. Um... I thought it was just like a, a, anything else. It's like you always see something happen or hear something happen and don't think it's real. But if it is real, I think that he brings this energy to himself. We talked about it before. He brings this type of energy to himself. First off, for him to have 850000 I don't know how true that is, but if he has $850,000 worth of jewelry and money and he lives in Brooklyn, that's stupid, one. That's the dumbest shit you could possibly do. Two, I think a lot of people think that this shit is fake because he doesn't cry wolf. He plays wolf. Mm-hmm. He plays wolf a lot of times. He's always talking how nobody going to do nothing to him, how nobody going to touch him. He's never going to take an L. And it seems like just quiet now. Yeah, I mean, we've like, talked about the issues he's had with people outside of his camp, but I don't think anyone was expecting him to say it was an inside job. Is this something rappers have to deal with a lot? This is de- I mean, listen, man, this shit is the streets. Right? This shit is the streets. When you put your... He's... He's affiliates, affiliates himself with people from the street. If you put yourself in that type of line and it's an inside job, that means, you, that means you're not feeding your wolves. It's that simple. If it's an inside job and it's people you know, then the people that's going... The, the people that's touching him or touched him might have been the closest people to him. But why is that? Hmm. That means you're not feeding them wolves. Well, from what he said to me on Twitch publicly is that it's an inside job in the sense of people who he used to associate with, mm-hmm. who knows how he rolls. They know stuff that a stranger wouldn't know. They did it, but not necessarily that those people are still associated with him. Okay, so shit, it might have been in yeah, homies that <laughs> I seen the Gummo videos like a thousand niggas in there. Okay, if those were the wolves, right? And all of a sudden the wolves ain't getting fed. And one of them said, man, I know how this nigga move, man. Let's go get this nigga, man. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was saying in terms of the story, just a little bit off, number one, with the conflicting reports, right? The first story we heard that he was um, attacked or blocked in at his crib. And then we heard it was like in traffic. He was bumped from behind and the gunman ran up. Um, again, I don't even know 
exactly what happened. And again, we're just going off police reports, mm -hmm. right? We're going off police reports and what he told police because they interviewed him. But it did sound a little fishy to me that they grabbed the driver's phone, they threw it out, but yet they um, they allow you to make a call and you call somebody at your crib to bring the jewelry downstairs. I don't know. That seemed like a lot. Okay. Right, do, you like, do you feel like you play a part in any of this? But play a part in a nigga getting robbed? Not a part of him getting <laughs> not a part. It's not no inside job like that. No, 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 no. I don't mean to him getting robbed. I mean like as far as this energy. Because when he's saying shit like, ain't nobody gonna touch me, the king of New York takes no L's, and then it's stuff that you may post, right? They're just reiterating what he's saying, do you think that brings around some of this energy? Where people want to rob him? Nah, I think niggas I think I think to be honest, I think niggas is broke. And niggas see a nigga who's flaunting, flossing. What I did tell him and what I have told him, you have to get out of Brooklyn. There's, you think that's just based on people being broke? I, I, this is the unfortunate thing that most of these rappers don't understand, mm. right? You're fucking rich. Like, you know what I mean? I, I hate to even bring up X. My nigga, you're driving around a BMW i8 like it's a fucking Honda. People see that type of shit. You have no security. They know what, when you're lacking. Niggas is watching you when you're watching yourself. So the way how people move is different. Let's stop acting like robberies. You get, I can understand, like, if this was like, say, oh, <laughs> some shit that we could easily connect to or maybe possibly think that this is something from, like, cheap. This is people that wanted money. This is not even somebody. If we looked at it, he barely got hurt. They just wanted whatever. They got 20000 yeah, cash. I know that, but what I'm saying is, is that the energy of him even getting robbed, and what I mean by that is, is the shit... The universe is undefeated. I don't give a fuck what it is you do. I said it before. If you if you play ball and you say I could, I'm nobody could beat me in ball. It's gonna be somebody to challenge you, regardless that if people is broke or not. That shit comes from the energy he puts out every time. He he just put up a video talking about some. I love telling people suck my dick and hiding behind my security. Right. Wait wait a second. He just put a video up saying that shit. He ain't have no security with him. And in Brooklyn, where he lit, why the fuck is you living in Brooklyn with a, with a million dollars worth of jewelry? So here's the thing. If this happens again, God forbid, we don't want it to happen. It's like you can't really feel bad, right? This was the lesson. So if you're saying it's people who were in his crew yeah, and they well, still know well, who he moves, it's time to switch hey, everything hey, hey, up. The, the reason why, you know what I mean, in terms of I, I disagree with all the energy talk when it comes to these situations mm -hmm. is that everybody gets robbed. Everybody don't get robbed. Everybody, I, who's I, everybody? I, I can name you. I can name you twenty other celebrities that got robbed. Yeah, to, uh, and, 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 and I guarantee every. But you said uh, so. I guarantee for the other nineteen, and I'll throw six nine in it. You will not say it's because the energy put out. They put out. But we're you talking about six nine. No, no, no we're talking about no, no, six no, nine. No, no, no. But what I'm right. saying is that if I could name twenty robberies of rappers being robbed, and you don't at all say, oh, it's the energy they're putting out. That's why it's contributing to them being robbed. Why, for one, this one guy, that's what it is. Because of how he fucking acts and how he talks and all the videos no, no, he puts up no, and all the songs he makes and the interviews that he does. No, no, that's I, I don't say that attracts the robbery, right? Because, again, I, I'm saying, once you're a rapper, you're rich, if you're lacking... And you make it easy for things to get no, it. No, it's not the, no, that's not the same. That's not the same shit. What, what, I, will, same what shit. I will say to you, right, in terms of if you want to say energy, yeah, we're not going to, we felt really bad for, for Richard Kidd. 
He doesn't tell on people. We feel really bad for him. He doesn't say, I never take else. Mm -hmm. We 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 feel really bad for him. Six nine is like, bro, we don't know if we can really feel that bad but why? for him. Why? Based on the energy okay, he gives. Okay. Exactly. So that's only how we perceive the situation. But I'm not saying that that's why it happened. Right. If you could connect it. it to why it happened, mm -hmm. I don't know who robbed. Look, one, I don't. I'm not no detective. I don't know who robbed this nigga. I don't know how he got robbed and none of that. What I do know is that he got robbed and he got pistol whipped or whatever the case may be. Now I said before. This nigga's fan base is not street niggas. When you start affiliating yourself with street niggas and you talking that tough shit, somebody's gonna do something. What? And that can come from your wolves too. You think that if this nigga was the same person and he was never acting like none of that shit, how he acts, that would happen to him the same exact way? Just because he got money? It's a lot of it's a lot of people that got money and jewelry that don't get touched at all because they're not taunting people and saying nothing will happen all to Alright, so question. He put up that post, right, saying, I saw what happened to X. I realized you can't push it too far. Let them take whatever they needed. My life was more valuable. Yeah. Do you feel like that's sincere? Or is it he's just saying that right now? Because no, no, it's fresh. absolutely. That he's absolutely. gonna actually change the way he moves because no, 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 he's literally told my situation. Just and, and, and and I think you know what I mean? Like, 21 Savage said something which I think was super dope coming from him. Because the, the whole point I've been making, and, you know what I mean, 6 9 whether you want to say he's from the street or he's surrounded by street um, dudes, most of these newer rappers that we cover day in and day out, they're not like street dudes. They're just like rich dudes. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just rich. You get me? And what happens is that they just move, they move differently. So when 21 Savage says, yo, if y'all get in a situation, man, give it up, man. Because some of y'all, like, y'all don't even move like that. Just give it up. 6 9 he actually made the right choice. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're, you're going to die over this shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I was talking to him and um, his manager was there as well, he, apparently what they hinted to, and it's kind of clear what they were trying to say, they are saying, yeah, the reason why he got bruises it's because maybe he was trying to be reluctant with giving it up, mm -hmm. right? So, again, who knows what happened? That? Huh? You believe that? If I believe that? Yeah. I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. I, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm going off. I'm going off. Something happened. Again, this should sound like taking part five. All okay? right, listen, listen, man. I don't believe that he got hit because he was resisting. I come from outside, for real. Like, I come from outside. Like... And this is not a bragging point. I got some of the worst friends ever. If a motherfucker is hitting you, that's because they're showing you that they're not playing. They're not going to pull a gun and say, hey, you know, I think it'd be nice if you give up your jewelry. No, they're going to hit you to show you that I'm not fucking playing with your ass. Just to show you how serious it gets. Because the next step after hitting you is shooting you. Right? The whole fact of the matter is, is this. I believe that, and I said it before, if this kid didn't, act the way he did, people wouldn't want to attack him. That's why nobody don't, that's why people didn't believe it at first. That's why I didn't believe it. And this is an, an unfortunate situation. But at the same time, when you acting like that, niggas is waiting to see something bad happen. He's like the, he's like the person who drives drunk home every night or drives tipsy, like, I'm good. I ain't getting into a car accident until something happens. Yeah. And then even that, I don't think he gonna change because right after that, when Trippy Red says something about him, he said, fuck your dead brother. Yeah. Now, 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 wait a second. 
You just got, first off, I feel like this. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I feel like this. If you just had a traumatizing experience, the last thing I'm gonna even do is be on social media, especially if it's an open investigation, whether it's an open investigation on your part with your homies, or if it's an open investigation with the police. The last thing you need to be doing is talking about anything on social media. Secondly, if Trippy Red says something, now you're gonna tell that man, fuck your dead brother. This is what I'm saying about that energy. And it don't just take people in Brooklyn, it's people all over the place. Would I, listen, again, energy is, is such a vague thing. What I will say, 6ix9ine, mm. unlike most people, he's connected to street dudes. That's been the, his come up. Your first video, you got a bunch of blood niggas and y'all jumping around and y'all having a great old time. Well, as you go along your career, what happens? We usually see, and we see it, we see it with most street rappers. You get me? There was a point, 50, even he was vocal with saying, hey, listen, a lot of them niggas who used to see the beginning of this shit, they're not around anymore, right? And he dealt with it the way he dealt with it, and he was moving accordingly. 6ix9ine, it was either a wake-up call, if, if we're believing that's what happened. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, some of this shit he's gonna have to deal with where other people won't. Then, on Tuesday, Russ returned to Everyday Struggle to clear the air, talk about his upcoming album, and address the constant backlash that he deals with. I feel like vulnerability wins. It Are you just, gonna be vulnerable on this album and moving forward? Well, I feel like that, I feel like kind of that's why I've won. And, and for people not kind of educated on maybe the come up of what it was, but the whole SoundCloud shit that kind of propelled me to where it's at now was built off of vulnerability. Songs like Titanic, where it's talking about family and songs like Goodbye, where I'm calling exes by name and shit like that. Like people relate to that, you know what I'm saying? And I always tell artists, ask me for advice, I'm like, yo, like, embrace the struggle, embrace being broke, embrace all that fuck shit that you're too prideful to address, embrace it, because that's the shit that that dude in fucking Nebraska is gonna be like, yo, you be going through that shit too? Me too. So September 16th, it was the, um, it's the date of my parents' anniversary, and it's just been, you know, it's been fucked for, for a little bit now, so mm. it was a hard song to put out, just because like the first verse was from my dad's perspective talking to my mom, and the second verse was my mom talking to my dad, and you know, I'm, anyone who follows me knows like my mom's my best friend. I see she's been on tour with you. Yeah, like she's, you guys she's my best friend, so like, it's, awesome. it's, it's... Y'all say vulnerability looks good on you and would look really good, and I think it would change your impact. <laughs> this is, that's like my yeah. point for this whole interview, yeah. Russ. Uh, I'm so, like, I 100% agree, and um, the ones that follow me know it's real, it's real vulnerable. I mean, even me showing my mom, you know what I'm saying, is like, it was a thing that, it was a conversation me and her had to have, mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't want to show you. Mm. Yeah. Simply because I want to protect you. Right. Because I know how motherfuckers be killing me. I don't need, like, my yeah, mom yeah, is sensitive. You know what I'm saying? If a tree falls, she's going to cry. You feel me? So, like, or if a leaf falls, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm like, yo. <laughs> I feel you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't want her to be kind of in the mix where I'm posting my mom and motherfucking 13 year old trolls are going on her account, like, fuck you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, um, it was it was it was hard to put out that song because they didn't hear that song and it's it's real personal and my you know it's it's real real life shit. I got a question. Um, what are some of the things you're doing outside of music? Because I heard that you making some investments and you also writing a book. Yes, yes. Yeah, so um, I have an apartment complex in uh, Arizona. It's right by Arizona State. Mm -hmm. um, I invested in a, a hotel in Vegas okay. with uh, Richard Branson. So. Uh, you know, like, I'm, that's the thing, like, I encourage artists and people coming up to just be smart with their money and kind of play the long game, you know, for, for a genre that's so infatuated with, 
with with wealth. Mm -hmm. Y'all be doing short term shit. Like mm. your actions make me think you don't care about wealth. Mm. Your actions make me think you care about getting the newest fucking designer, showing it on the gram, and then being broke in two years. It's like that shit is baffling to me. And I get it. Like you know, there's not the financial education there and the financial literacy, but. Yeah, you, know you could saying? be that guy that helps with the education. I talk about it here all the time, and they laugh at me because yeah, I'm like, this guy I don't laugh because I doesn't care. Like, I'm I getting that bread. Nah, but that's like, but that's but that's, that's why you know? I have a line. Yeah, I agree. And it's fucked. You're not gonna like it, but I have a line. I have a line on the album where some like you know, it's just funny owning an apartment complex where like one of the people in there to buy college. One of them is a hater. That's a guarantee. But it's like <laughs> you be you be paying me. <laughs> and I could put you out. <laughs> Why'd you, uh, you know, like, part of your mantra is like yeah. doing everything yourself. Yeah. And, and people have been used to you producing, mm -hmm. like, mixing, mm -hmm. doing everything. Yeah. You fuck with Scott Storch heavy. Heavy. He's heavy. done a couple tracks for you. Yeah. And those tracks are kind of good. Yeah. Right? No, and, I mean, he's and, a legend. And, and people even compliment and say, hey, they like the, the little change of pace. Yeah. What made you step out of that comfort zone and are you going to keep doing it? Well, here's the thing. When I was, when it was like, I got to do everything myself and whatever, whatever, it was by a simple survival perspective. It wasn't like, I'm getting all these offers for people to produce for me. It was like, I don't know anyone. So I got to like do this shit myself. It wasn't like, fuck y'all. Excuse me. It was, it was more so like, I got to do it myself because I don't know anyone. So you know what? I'm in this basement. I got to figure out how to make a song. I'm going to make the song. Now, I always, at that point, obviously I had inspiration. I had Kanye, Dre, Storch, everyone. So when one of my idols reaches out and is like, yo, I want to get it in, lock in, whatever, whatever, all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, I think that's a, another misconception is that Russ doesn't fuck with anyone. He, does, he, he thinks he's better than everyone. It's like, listen, it's not that. It's like I'm not, I'm not rubbing shoulders and playing the game with y'all. I'm not out in the club like, hey, here's my new rapper friend that I met a month ago mm. that I call brother. <laughs> you know so I mean? like, you mentioned that you consider Kanye to be a sparring partner, someone who uh, inspired you once you Yeah, working, Twisted right? Fantasy changed my life. So sure. I'm curious what you think about Kanye's recent releases and that whole whirlwind of press and all the Trump shit that happened it around it because bro. you huh? seem to, to be big on, on honey, man. I can't wait big on like morality, <laughs> the anti-drug stance, everything. What do you think about that? Like, Tell us. Listen. Are we supposed to separate the artist and their political views in this? Here, well, I, 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 hold on, I can tell you this. I can tell you, internet does not separate that shit. Some people do, some people don't. Some care. people do, but based off of me, I can just tell you, like, motherfuckers, like, I don't even know who he is. But what do you think? That motherfucker's an L, so fuck it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. my opinion is, um, my opinion is a little bit more difficult now that social media is so transparent. It was one thing back in 2002 where all you got was a CD. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, you didn't know what you were eating for breakfast and what you were waking up at. Now, like, we're waking up with y'all, like, we be going through trials and tribulations of like baby like all weirdo shit that i don't really want to be known about give me hard ass beats and verses and hooks i don't really want to be known like did you go vegan yet you feel me like i'm just trying to like you know what i'm saying so you ignore all the other stuff you only listen well, to the music i hear it i'm like man i like as i'm sure as everyone is kind of like yo what are we doing here this is a little nuts it's a little nuts but then the music comes out and you listen to the music and if you fuck with the music you fuck with the music i loved um Violent Crimes, I loved Wouldn't Leave. I love a, a couple of songs on the Yeisha. I love that shit. I love the Kid See Ghost, Reborn is one of the best songs out this year. Um, but I think it all does come back to the music and I think it's, I think we also live in a time where people get fake mad for 72 hours. On Wednesday, G Herbo also made his second appearance on the show to discuss his crazy year, which includes having his first kid and dropping his sophomore project, Swervo. 
Yo, so you have the second album coming out, Swervo. Did you record it? I know you've been working on it for a while. Was it all done before the baby came along, or did you uh, have to finish up? No, nah, no. Nah, I'm like the thing with me. I'm. It was finished for sure, though. Like my album was finished, probably like four, maybe six months ago, for real, for because I had so many records. But every time I get up with Southside, we do like at least ten songs, five, ten songs every time we link wow. up. You know, so. We'd just be having new songs, like, all right, swap this, swap that, swap this, you feel me? So it was kind of like finished, but ever since probably like my son been born, though, I know I probably swapped out like at least six songs on the album, you know? Cause you have the baby tribute just, on there? Yeah, that's the last song. Lit. <laughs> what was it like recording that one? Was that an um, easy song to... Nah, to not really. I didn't even like, I didn't even finish it at first. It took me like, Honestly, it took me like two months to finish that song because I like fixed one line, finished something. It took me a little minute because it's different too. I ain't really like, I'm rapping and then I'm like, I don't know, it's different. Yeah, I mean, you. It, I like the fact that you're taking time on it because it means something to you. Yeah. I mean, it's like so many people would say, yo, I could do, like you said, like you would knock out 10 songs in Southside. But then it's like for this one song, you know yeah. it's going. That one, like I, I, I relayed it, mm -hmm. I finished it, and then like me and Southside went over. He mixed it, added what he wanted to add to the beats, drops, and then he'd tell me fix that line. Mm -hmm. And I think of something I want to fix the line a certain way. Like I really just focus on one line, like on like probably a melodic way, like yeah. you know just try to figure out ways to piece it because I don't know it was it is an important song to me so right yeah I definitely was like adding little pieces to it like I'd be off the song for a whole month probably yeah go back to it like all right let me do right. it that's dope so wait like um so you and Southside recording all that the who run it the that joint did was that something already you kind of had that kind of worked on? Or it was just some organic shit where you just went up there and did a freestyle? It was I went like, I, did the freestyle, just regular. I never... Because, yo, that shit seems so perfect. Like, it happened yeah. so yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's just right. God, man. Like, I ain't even want to do that. I ain't going to lie. I wasn't even about to do that freestyle. <laughs> I had went because I hurt my foot. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm clumsy as fuck, y'all. I, <laughs> I was in the house randomly and hurt my stub my toe on the bed like this. That's, it felt like it was painful. I felt like it was broke. Like, I swear <laughs> to God, I did a show and it fucked it up even worse. So I didn't even want to walk and they trying to make everybody try to get me to do the interview. I'm not even answering for them. Like, I didn't want to do the interview at all. So um, he wound up calling my assistant like, man, just get him to do the interview because you know, it was important. I never, I, like, baby, that's a big market to go Absolutely. hit out there, you know. So I went, and he just randomly made me freestyle. I, and I just freestyled, and this shit just started viral. crazy. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what, he had everybody I doing had it. it. <laughs> and I relayed it. Southside scene, it was going so crazy. I'm mm -hmm. like, we like, might as well make remake the beat. So since yeah. we're going to remake the beat, yeah. we just going to turn up. 
that's all swerve. Did you get get have a conversation with like DJ? Did DJ Paul produced the original, right? Yeah. Did you like how was the convo with him? Uh I holler I actually hollered at him prior. Like I'll be I'll be moving around doing so much. Like right. I just felt like I was paying homage just by doing the song. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like so I ain't really even get a chance to reach out, like, alright, I'm gonna do this, you know what I'm saying? Like that probably would have been the right steps to take because we did remake the beat and yeah. that's <laughs> getting clear though. So yeah, we was just <laughs> moving around and you know, doing so much, but I talked to him prior, I already talked to Project Pat, you know what I'm saying? We still gonna do some other shit. Like yeah. I already got ideas. In my head, to really just a whole nother tribute to you know three six mafia. Mm -hmm. Shit, how did how did uh, Uzi get on like the remix joint? Uh, how did that happen? He heard it and just was like, man, I need parts. You know, that's my man. So yeah. he could just call me and be like, man, I'm jumping on that shit. You know, right. so he like, man, I'm finna jump on that. I send it to him. He just hopped on it. You know. I, I had to like the third month though. Did you get tired of everybody having like a who running freestyle? Like, come uh, on. I mean, I, I, I don't really pay attention my... to it. Like, you know, I don't really be paying attention to it. I just be having like the certain ones I like. I'm still reposting shit. Of course, you get tired of hearing it. Like, all right, yeah. I don't, it ain't got nothing to do with nobody else freestyle or nothing. I'm just tired of hearing the beat. Right, <laughs> right. You just be like, all right. It's shit over with now, but I didn't never think it was gonna be big, you know. Like that you was on the intro. That let me know. That was just a sign to let me know, like it's the little shit that count. You still gotta focus yeah. on the most smallest things in your career could be the biggest moment. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the biggest break I probably didn't have my whole career, and I didn't want to do that. And you rap, rap, <laughs> not guy. just rap. Like, for real. That's on some freestyle shit. Yeah. He like, baby, told me like, I got a surprise for you. I swear to God, on on everything I love, I thought he was finna. Give me a pair of shoes. <laughs> he talking about, I got a surprise for you. You want me to rap? I'm like, oh, man. It's dope because we talk about all the time here how rappers usually don't want to. Even for like the yeah. freshman freestyle, some people turn yeah. it down even though you could pre-write right, right. So it's dope that you could just do that off the top. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Like I was just with Flex yesterday for like an hour just freestyling. I was on live, probably ran it back like 20 times. Like I just... You know, that's the whole point. That's the beauty of rapping, to be able to freestyle, go off the top, and even mess up, you know, as a free, it's a freestyle. Yeah. You're supposed to be able to stutter, go back, I running back, clean my shit up. Like, that's the beauty of hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's what make you a rap. I'm glad that people still appreciate, you know, that part of, you know what I'm saying, rap, because I do too, you feel me? Like, I, I'm going, I'm going to have to freestyle. I'm going to feel like a weak-ass rapper, like, right, less of a, right. you know, like, somebody tell me to freestyle, you don't. I'm going to think, they looking at me like, man, this nigga can't spit. Boy, mad academic. This nigga is not on the uh, Well, I mean, when you say some shit, yeah, it matters how you say it. Like, <laughs> you be saying some shit, it matters yeah. how you say it. That's if you just, just basically yeah. ad in the beat, <laughs> you might not have to say no shit. Right. You get me? But for him, he, he has to. I mean, yo, over, the, over the last couple of years, it, it feels like, you know, when people first got introduced to you, you, you were in that bubble of, like, drill artists. Yeah. Like, now, it, ain't no way nobody's even thinking about that when they hear your music. Right. You know what I mean? They just think of you as a dope-ass rapper with a, with a dope perspective. Yeah. Right? I mean... Appreciate it. Do you, do you think... When did you realize, like, you kind of got out of that bubble? Or did you think you were never in it? From the get go, you, ne you never really, you, ne you never really was like, "Oh, I'm a drill yeah. rapper." You get I me? never like from the from the jump. Like you could go back to old interviews, 2012, 2013. I always said like, I don't really see myself as a drill rapper. You know, like that was the wave that was going on drill. But from the gate, me and Bibby always was talking about 79th Street. What was going on? You feel right. me? Like we not talking about really drill. This is just what's going on. It's killing over here. It's drug dealing. It's we living in poverty. We 15-year-olds living like 30-year-olds, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
this what we got going on. Like, you can bubble it as drill or label it, package it however you want to, but this what we giving y'all, and this our real life. And it's the more we grew and evolved, we kept talking about the same thing. So you was able to see when the drill wave was gone, we still was able to articulate our story. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's probably what separated us from it. I always wanted to ask you this too, because it's like, for you to be 22, right? Like, you've been, you seem like a veteran now. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody sense, just like, told me that yesterday. Like, I'm not even, like, not even being funny. It's like, yeah. but because of your perspective of the, the type of shit you was talking about when you came out when you was a teenager, now you've grown into a man, but it's like you're still, like, one of the youngest guys, but now you have, like, your growing respect from the elder people yeah. in the game, to, and you still have that young fan base. Right. Like, how does that feel? Like, how's your trajectory been? Like, how you been handling that? Yeah, I mean, it's the best of both worlds, and it's, it's kind of, it's, it's like, you gotta, it's kind of, I want to say difficult to balance, but you gotta be, like, you still gotta be able to please your friend, fans, that's why, I'm giving them Swervo, you know, songs like that and an album, just a full body of work where I'm able to say, all right, I did Humble Beast, you know what I'm saying? That was my introduction, just who I am to the world for mm -hmm. not only just my fan base, the people who don't know me and want right, to understand right, right. who I am and where I come from, you know, right. that was that. But Swervo is just being able to enjoy it because that's what my fans want to see. They, they just want to turn up. They want to hear how much money I'm making, how many right. chains I bought, <laughs> right. how many cars, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's yeah. what they want to hear about. So that's what Swervo is, you know, so you got to give them that. Yeah. And then you still got to come behind them with real hip-hop joints, you know? Like, mm -hmm. that's why I bet me and Sizzle still got hip-hop records, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, this off the record, I still I be working with no idea a lot, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that's really, like, my mentor on yeah. some big bro yeah. hip-hop, because I'm, you know, I still look at, Kiss and Hove, like Hove is that's you know what I'm saying. So I, I'm happy really, I'm not the only. You gotta person follow that those. Like that. Nah, you <laughs> got. I'm definitely trying to follow you know the footsteps or just the a uh, uh, path or just you know what I'm saying how they took their career. You know, so like I was just saying yesterday like Hove always stayed top tier his entire career. Like if he wasn't the top, he was one of them right. for the, in his entire career, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that's not easy to do at all. It's always up and down. Every rapper, you can't name a rapper that didn't have an up and down turning point. Like, right, right. Even if Hov did, we ain't see it, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, you feel right. me? So, like, that's the type of stuff that I look at. And you got to be able to balance it out. Like, I want to be able for a 40-year-old, 50-year-old to be able to hit my shit like that young nigga hard. The right. same way an 18-year-old supposed to be like, damn, that's, you know, I yeah. want them to be like, that's my favorite rapper. And an 18-year-old to be like, that's my favorite rapper, 11-year-old. So for me to be able to do that, because I, I do have both, I'm able to balance mm -hmm. it out. So for me to be able to do that is just a blessing, man. It's like the best of both worlds. <laughs> what does that demographic look like? So, like, because a lot of rappers, like your age, right? Yeah. They usually just say, you know what? The old, the old heads ain't gonna fuck with me nah. anyway. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm only gonna, I only told to the kids. I want, I, I, ain't... I want to capture the whole world. Like, I always said, like, this was years ago. I always said, like, my demographic is 5 to 50. I need 5-year-olds, 50-year-olds, <laughs> everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right. Really dancing to my music. Like, I, my grandma would be wanting to hear me rap, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, for real. When I go have family functions, you feel me? Like, Still? I know a lot of rap, yeah, right? My grandma and them make me rap in front of them. Like, I just had, <laughs> I just had to perform in That's front of lit. my whole family. 
couple months ago like that's crazy awesome. booking just you for all the family weddings. random shit like you know just really performing in my mama living room having to rap for them you know i know other people grandmas don't want to hear that shit yeah <laughs> finally on thursday we had florida rapper denzel curry in the studio to tell us how he's feeling as he releases his new project taboo and how much has changed in his life since he made the 2016 xxl freshman list and another special guest, Denzel Curry. What it do? So nice so to finally have you on the show. Guys, it's good. Show them what's happening. Cool it, man. Good, my G. Bueno. Yeah. Looks man, like the bueno. Oh, shit, like, damn. Like it's down. Damn. You know what that mean on the street, <laughs> nigga? That mean you don't fuck with a nigga like that. All right, cool. Damn, you just gonna dab me up. Before the camera start, Bueno's like, he knows great God damn. You did it. Absolutely. So I have to correct a comment. Nah, nah, nah. I'm just fuck with you. See? What are we? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking with yo, you. Yo, welcome. <laughs> Did the good out um, Yo, fans have been hitting us on Twitter all the time. Like, what, what are you going to do to have to get Denzel up here and this and that? I've been a fan of you for a long time, so I'm glad you're here. Uh, we did it for the fans. So I hope you guys are happy, too. <laughs> so how you doing? You got an album out this week. It's coming out in three parts. So two are already out. Yep. Another part's coming. We got yep. a lot of questions for you. But why the three part, well, three act rollout for Taboo? Because I wanted to make this shit theatrical and I wanted people to understand like what part of the album they was in. Because I've been saying in interviews like, okay, you're going to have a light part. You're going to have a gray part and you're going to have a black part. So for people not to get confused they'll be like you know what i'm saying which one's the light part which one's the great part which one's this part how you know when it starts so i'm gonna show you where it starts this is the light part which already came out mm -hmm. this is the great part which already came out and then you're gonna hit the black part you know what i'm saying which is when everything goes to shit i wanted the album <laughs> to go fucking backwards because usually i start off really dark and then i go light uh -huh. i was like no light to dark i mm -hmm. just wanted it like imagine a plant right and it just turns into shit. Mm. <laughs> like, just turns into boo-boo. Like, just turns into doo-doo. You feel me? Yeah. That's how I wanted the album to sound like. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting because a lot of people are putting out the double albums, right? We just got another one from Wiz. Super long, 25 tracks. So it's interesting that you're... This is your strategy then. Yeah. A little different than just being like, here's one super long project that maybe side A or side B or, like, really has no flow. So, uh, question, my fault. Yeah. <laughs> all, all three parts, are they different parts of you? Well... Pretty much, yeah. Mm. But the whole thing is just like, all my personalities are in this one thing, but if you listen to all my albums and stuff like that, it's all different chapters of my life and shit. You feel me? When I was creating this album, it was literally what happened from 2016, 2017, what happened in 2018. Mm -hmm. And that whole process of making this album was like finding who Denzel Curry was. You know what I'm saying? And in the process, I made a like I made an alter ego called Zeltron in the process and shit, okay. which is like, I don't know. It's just a fucking crazy ass entity, entity where I put all my personalities in one person, right. so I wouldn't go crazy. Hmm. And I thought I did it before in 2016 because I created a personality called Ultimate Denzel Curry. But it seems like Ultimate Denzel Curry wasn't as ultimate as he says he was. Hmm. So I created Zeltron to like really embrace each and every personality, every spec, every detail to form like this one album, like to build it and. That's what it was on the road, you know what I'm saying? When I was creating it. And 2016, it was just like, that was like a real dark period of my life. But everything was happening for me at that same time, right. you know? You were on the XXL freshman list in 2016, yep. a great class. Yeah, I was in 2016 freshman class. Um, I went on tour for like a full year straight, um, what do they call it? But what people don't see is like, 
I had to move out my crib and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had to go back to my parents' house. I had to deal with what? Like, huh? What? Like, just because, like, what happened was, like, my friends, like, you know, I didn't want to pay, like, the rent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be the rent all on me and shit. Yeah. Because my friend just lost his job. Yeah. And, like, we was all staying in this one crib called the ULT house. Mm-hmm. So instead of giving up the house, I gave it to another friend. Like, look, Forbes, you could take my room. Twelvin's going to move in. And this is when me, X, Ronnie J, um, JK the Reaper, like, my homie Seamus, my homie Lord Lucian, all of us was staying in this one crib. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, when Shane lost his job at Whole Foods, that's when I was like, nah, I can't pay for everybody, you feel me? Because we had a system. Like, only four of us, like, would pay the rent. And some the people that were staying there only had to worry about bills. But you could come there and create because that's what it was. It was like a creative trap house. Yeah. But as soon as that was done, we just left. But we still kept it as a creative trap house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I went back to my dad's spot to regroup and rethink everything what I was doing and then at that time frame it was like I was kind of at odds with my family at odds with like management I was just mad for no reason mm-hmm. this was me like I was dealing with like eternal shit mm-hmm. like I was dealing with like breakups I was dealing with like people not fucking with me because like whatever you know what I'm saying and then when I got out of that hole and then went on tour plus it was smart enough to like save money going back to my dad's and like just traveling because it would make no sense to pay for a crib yeah. right then and there. there. It's you know cool to hear the human side of it. I think yeah. a lot of times when you're a fan on the outside looking in it's easy to be like why did you disappear? Why didn't you put this out? Why don't you do that? But like I mean, gotta remember people go through real shit you know? Yeah but I could tell you why I disappeared like for a while because I wasn't really like fucking with anything though you know what I'm saying? So it was like I was watching all my peers everyone from my freshman class to my um homies mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying they blowing up and shit and the people that you think are going to be there wasn't really there when i was going through shit because everybody had the, either their own agenda or was just like oh yeah whatever like i'll get to that so like, got a bit discouraging for you it got a little bit discouraging for me until like i had to make choices on my own i was being selfless to a point i didn't care about myself mm. you get what i'm saying and then it had to be the choice of do you be selfless or do you be selfish? Hmm. And I had to be selfish for the right reason. You know what I'm saying? So I moved to L.A. I didn't have a place to stay when I was in L.A. I didn't have no house, nothing. Like, I was just bouncing around from, like, hotel to hotel or from, like, fucking Airbnb to Airbnb. But I didn't have no set location until I met this girl named Kelly. Mm-hmm. And she let me crash at her crib for, like, five months. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Just no rent nothing and then like eventually she became like a part of my life and shit so I ended up getting a crib and then I was like yo since you helped me out throughout the bullshit that I was going through and recording this album and people talking shit about me and people not fucking with me and like realizing who your true friends was realizing that your family is going to be there no matter what I had to go through all this shit and then it like it was kind of a thing where I had to figure out like yo who the fuck Denzel Curry was before I started smoking weed, before I started like experimenting with acid, before I started really getting deep into this music shit, before I started doing anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Before all this cloud or fame, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. was happening at that time, who he was. And then when I stepped back, I started to realize like I was fucking up staying where I was. I was stack I was making myself stagnant. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When did you sort of have a breakthrough? So I have this post, I believe this was from March of this year, where people, fans were getting nervous that maybe you were really going to take a break for a bit and like fall back, right? So you said, my biggest fear is not letting myself, my fans, and my family down. I know you only want me to release music and you'll receive it, receive it but as of now, I'm not fucking with anything and life doesn't mean shit if your purpose is not fulfilled. I meant what I said. Do you it's, feel like you've found that purpose now? At that time, I mean, like you? I've been found a purpose, but it's just that like when everybody wants you to make the choices they want you to make, mm -hmm. like fans demanding you to do shit, like you better drop something like this or you better do it like that, nigga, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, shut up. If you don't like my shit, bounce. Like, if you fuck with my shit and you want me to evolve, that's the people I need in my life. Mm. Like, period. And when I was, wasn't fucking with shit at the moment, I was talking about social media, just seeing all, everything that was going on at the time. I wasn't fucking with none of that shit. Sometimes it's entertainment, Sometimes it's overwhelming. And I'm just like, man. Do you feel pressure to be extra on social media? Like some artists like get a lot of views just because of the antics. People tune in to watch. Do you feel pressure? Do people around you pressure you to do that? No, nobody around me pressure me to do that. Not my management, mm -hmm. my, not my friends, nothing. But it's just that I'm not going to play the bamboozle game. I'm not doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? That's not me. Well, I think like, you know, what I'm really appreciating from hearing all of this is just you being a man. Because it takes a man to admit, like, you know, having this height in his career and then, like, things going left for you. And you saying, like, a lot of artists would not admit that they had to go live with their parents. A lot of artists wouldn't say, yo, I was down and then another person built me up. Even when we was just talking about, like, you sticking with the same guys that you stuck with. Like, what was the moment with you where you had to understand what, what you understood who Denzel Curry was prior to all this shit? Like, when was that moment? Like, before or after? When you was just saying, like, you, you was like, yo, I was trying to figure out who, who Denzel Curry was, like... The moment I stopped smoking weed. <laughs> okay. I'm saying, if you smoke weed, you know, that to each his own. If you do whatever, to each his own. But, like, me, I felt like the most clarity I had was when I stopped smoking weed because I remember, like, all the shit I was making when I wasn't doing anything. Mm -hmm. When I wasn't smoking weed, when I wasn't drinking, when I wasn't doing anything. And then... And I was like, you know, when I wasn't doing all this, because I knew my life was going to be boring at some point. <laughs> okay. I was like, what do I do from here to keep me happy? And it was just me focusing on what made me happy when I was like young. Drawing made me happy. I'm an artist. Right. Like I was drawing before I was rapping. So writing made me happy. I write a lot, you know, mm -hmm. like freestyling made me happy. And like going to that made it fun to go to the studio and shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like going to lay some stupid shit down and the stupid shit comes out to be something really dope and then you polish it and make it. Right. And just like the process and just like, you know, just, um, you know, just living my life and going back into martial arts and stuff and shit like that. Cause Lit. I was really into, <laughs> like, Lit. really into martial arts. I'm really into it. Like, I'm so into it. And then the same day I stopped smoking weed, I signed up for Muay Thai. I was like, <laughs> See, I told you. I, I take Muay Thai, to too. Yo, yeah, you, you know <laughs> Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, this shit. <laughs> nah, nah, I think he's, he's taking these classes because Jay-Z took him, bro. <laughs> um, he always got some little silly-ass joke. Wait, 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 okay, so, so this is 2016. I would imagine that if you're on a freshman cover in 2016, that's like the I've made a moment, though. It, was, was, it, was, it, was it not that for you? I mean, I didn't really give a fuck about shit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't care about nothing, bro. Like, I really didn't care about nothing, dog. Because at that moment in my life, it was just, like, depressing for me. 
Okay, but but, but career wise, maybe even like maybe money wise too, right? Like you were doing all right, but you should yeah, say mentally, right. mentally, mentally, I was fucked. You, you you were just not the person you should have been. Yeah, cause like you know when you go on tour and you fucking mad hoes that mad rappers probably fucked already, and then you're like, you know, you taking drugs and you like you just like not in your right moment. You snapping on management about stupid shit. Mm. Not everything's not coming to you the right way. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm de- I had to realize I was dealing with eternal issues internal issues with myself mm. and I was projecting it onto others. You get me? And at the same time receiving energy from all these fucked up people, you know what I'm saying? Which makes me more like messed up on the inside. That's a, that's very grown of you to acknowledge that. Like did someone else help you to get to that point or or was it just you just a feeling within from just saying I'm just not feeling this. I'm not happy. Nah, like it first started with me when I was in Miami and just realizing like, okay, for some reason I knew like, you know, just being in your hometown, like people were just going to start hating you for something. Mm. For some reason, right. somebody's It's unfortunate, but all artists like deal with it, right? And, and majority of the artists that do unfortunately lose their lives, they lose their lives in their hometown. I mean, and that's from New York to LA to Florida. Right. It always comes from home. You yeah. know? I'm just like, yo, I looked at everything and I was like, if I don't do something now, I'm going to get into something, some bullshit. That's our show for the week. Thanks for tuning in to the Everyday Struggle podcast. We'll catch you here every Friday. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.